Hello, everybody. Welcome to my capstone project dedicated to sports media. I'll be diving deep into the initial thoughts I had before conducting my research, what I found during my secondary research, and what I found during my primary research. So thank you again for tuning in and enjoy. So before I started conducting my research, I had a lot of speculations about sports media because one, I wanted to go into it. Two, I wasn't sure about the business, about you know the nature of sports media. I ultimately wanted to figure out more about sports media. So specifically, the reason I decided to do my project on this is because I've seen a lot of examples on Twitter about athletes and them expressing their concern over the media, maybe some writer, some announcer, some famous journalist said something about them that ultimately wasn't true, and as a result, their performance was impacted and they cannot perform well on the field. Like I stated before, I am an active user of the social media platform Twitter, and ultimately, it can be a very scary, a very impactful place and I ultimately want to make sports media a better place. So let's dive deep into what I conducted for my secondary research. So for my secondary research, after viewing some articles, peer-reviewed journals, and other sources, I came up with the topic, how does sports journalism impact the mental health of high school college and professional athletes that it does not limit it to baseball football just any sort of sport that you could think of and going into this I came into it with the mindset that mental health is just as important for athletes as their physical health and we've been seeing that recently in the sports media the sports industry so to say so I split up my literature review and secondary research into three main subjects or parts. The first part is social media. The second part is the reliability of sports journalism. And the third one was the mental health of athletes. So we'll focus in on social media first, then work our way down. So in the realm of social media, which consists of Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, etc., But the primary social media platform that I found out was Twitter. There was a survey conducted by USA Today in 2017, and they found that 95% of high school athletes own some sort of Twitter account. So it's very interesting that they're probably active and they can see a lot of things that are being posted on social media. And a lot of athletes, over time, they get fans, especially in the collegiate or professional level, and a lot of them will interact with them on Twitter or any other social media platform. And although some of that, or most of that interactions can be seen as, you know, positive, like, oh, good job, oh, you're doing great, you know, some of it is also negative, because that's the reality of this world today. And there was an example of this NFL player, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who before a game got like death threats or just threats to perform well because of fantasy football or some sort of bet, maybe sports betting, I don't know. But point being, he was receiving a lot of threats and he took it 
to Twitter himself personally and said, you know, a lot of the th- a lot of these negative comments you're saying they're not pleasant, and you know it's not fun for the players, and yeah. Moving on to college athletics and athletes, multiple players have come out and said, you know, they're pressured by the media to perform at a high level because they're watching and that's how they're going to get attention. And the last sort of factor I'll touch on that stuck out to me was the fact, the concept of posting because a lot of, a lot of players post and that's how they interact with other people and you know get frustrated or get almost pressured just because of the interactions on their posts. So that's social media and now let's move on to the second topic I focused on in my secondary research which is the reliability in sports media. Now in any sort of media in general the big thing comes on the whole concept of reliability and can I trust this article or can I trust this piece of writing and I stumbled upon in my research the fact that uh, some people classify sports journalism or the sports journalism industry as an industry that lacks credibility compared to you know the hardcore journalism in you know the world now that can be attributed to different networks, different ways that they're putting out uh, any sort of work or podcast or writing. It can be attributed to all of that. And another main thing I stumbled upon in my research, although it's a very simple concept, is that a lot of people in, you know, this industry are going to be attracted to sources, not because of reliability or how reliable they are, just because of their appearance and other factors, which could then be misleading, which could then spread a wrong message about a player. So going back to the point said before about sports media being one of the most unreliable um, part of you know journalism, it, it, it is concerning. Now let's move on to the third and final topic of my secondary research, which is mental health. Like I mentioned before, mental health of athletes is probably just as important as the athlete's physical health for many reasons. Now, as I was doing my research, a lot of what I was reading was that the mentality of athletes remains one of the toughest in general, and it's one of the brain's biggest challenge in those athletes. And it does make sense because one, the athlete wants to win and they're going to put their mind to it if they care about it. Two, a lot of the times coaches are yelling at you to you know, do better, train better, work on this aspect of your game, work on that aspect of your game. So you know, there's that. And on top with the media, um, it certainly doesn't help from what I found. And that's why it remains one of the most toughest brains in the world. There's also this aspect of mental toughness that a lot of the times athletes need to, you know, quote, tough it out or, you know, they're they're athletes, they can handle it. And, you know, a lot of the research I did, the mental toughness aspect was also caused by the media, like, oh, tough it out, media, just ignore it. But, you know, that is still very concerning, too. So that was a brief summary of my literature review. Didn't go into every single little detail but that's the gist of it and overall 
how I felt about this. I, I was a little disappointed because there was only so much out there about, you know, sports media and, um, you know, social media, especially that was a big aspect of my secondary research, because like I just said, it's a relatively new field and there's only so much out there about it. So that really inspired me to kind of focus on social media in regards to sports media and sports journalism. So let's move on to my primary research. So the question I formulated for my primary research was, do baseball journalists affect the mental health of baseball athletes? And I knew I had to split up my research into two categories. One, the perspective of journalists in baseball, and the other one of a survey in, of players to get their point of view and perspective. So I reached out to multiple people, multiple journalists who cover baseball for a living, and I wanted to learn more about their job and their perspective of how they go about writing a story or uh, recording a podcast. You know, I just wanted to learn more about their job and how they approach it. So I asked a lot of the journalists about, you know, headlines, like how much of a say they have. And it really depends on the media outlet. But what was interesting and what stuck out to me, some journalists are not in charge of headlines. Like, for example, they write something up and their boss or their uh, some other direct director um, makes the headline and it's submitted. And some of the journalists told me stories behind them writing an article and the article being submitted and then players reaching out and saying, hey, I don't like this article. This isn't what it was about. And the journalists are like, well, I don't actually make the headlines. So there's that aspect of maybe disconnect between the actual journalist and the person who makes the headline. And then, like I mentioned before, you know, some journalists actually do make the headlines. And another thing to note is sometimes players, you know, they just read the headlines and they reach out to the journalist and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Why'd you write that about me? And the journalist say in response, well, did you actually read the thing? And then they go and read it and they're like, oh, my bad. So, you know, some it's interesting to note that some players just read the headlines and assume the worst and assume the media is such a negative thing. And that leads me to the next sort of question I had to ask, you know, are journalists at the end of the day judged by the amount of views they get on an article and the simple answer is from what i heard yes and what i heard from some of them is that they're very tempted to you know create i'm gonna say clickbait but it's true they're very tempted to create it to get page views so because page views for some people equals more money but it's an interesting aspect too and it got me to wonder even more how many of these journalists are making clickbait that's impacting a player's mental health as a result. And from what I've heard, it seems like it is. So I'll move on to my next question, which is, do players see the stuff that people, that baseball journalists are writing about them? Or do the players themselves actually listen in on the podcast that they're being mentioned in? And the answer I got was yes. No matter what you say, what you write, it's always going to be relayed back to the players in some way, shape, or form. Whether that be a friend, a teammate, a parent, a family member, it always gets back, it always gets relayed back to 
the player in some form. And, you know, that's where a lot of, you know, the negativity comes in because I know some people who have said things on podcasts, who said things on writing that got relayed back to the players. And it wasn't obviously intentional. It was just an observation and, you know, they got in trouble. Um, So, yeah, the point being players see everything, even if you might not think they see everything. They do. They will find a way to get it. Speaking of finding a way to get it, that uh, transitions into my you know next question. Is it just the players who see it, or is it also ownership of teams, and do they care about their reputation? And I got an interesting perspective from someone else that said, you know, they don't really sense the players caring as much as an ownership group of the team. Like, for example, they, they don't really see you know, players caring about their work than the actual uh, ownership of the Boston Red Sox. Because at the end of the day, you know, baseball is a business and their goal is to get people to attend their baseball games, to sell merchandise, sell tickets to events, etc., etc. So that that's a pretty interesting aspect from one of the people I talked to. To move on, that brings me to my next question. What which is, does it matter the location of the reporting or does it matter about the team? Uh, The answer is definitely yes, because, you know, from the people I've talked to, you know, Boston media and New York media, uh, for the Red Sox and Yankees especially, it it tends to pressure the players to perform at a high level opposed to maybe um, the Kansas City area or St. Louis or some rural area it's definitely more pressuring to play in Boston or New York from the people I've talked to and the people they've, or the baseball players they've actually worked with have actually mentioned, you know, it's tough to play in New York or it's tough to play in Boston because of the media atmosphere, which, you know, you you hear a lot in today's game about, you know, the the aspect of the media in Boston and New York. So it's an interesting concept. And another thing when it comes to media, which um, moves into my next question, are different media outlets going to have different restrictions than others? Absolutely. Like you're going to see ESPN have a lot more restrictions about, you know, what to write, what to say um, than like some some other company like, you know, Barstool, you know, because Barstool is known for being looser with their restrictions and whatnot. And the next question I did have was about, you know, bosses, because a lot of media outlets, journalists have bosses for. And I asked, you know, how much freedom do bosses give the journalists? And a lot of what I heard back was it's it's a trust relationship, you know, because at the end of the day, you're the writer, you're the one who's making content and you're the one who's going to help us get views. So it's it's all you and. I trust you. And that's a lot of news outlets nowadays. But some some news outlets um you know have more restrictions of, you know, like I like I mentioned previously, headlines especially, that's the biggest one probably. And you know, they might edit more um writing or if they don't like something, they'll change it up opposed to other media sort outlets where they say it's it just you we won't touch it. So it really depends on the media outlet again. And last thing I'll note before we move on to the survey I did, this is a big misconception about sports journalism, and it's the fact that the journalists are not fans of the team. 
I'll say it again. The journalists are not fans of the team. Most of them, if not all of them, are not. You know, they simply root for business and they report as if they were some random guy covering some random team. And although they have connections, although they might have a past of, you know, rooting for the team, at the end of the day, though, they aren't fans. They're there to root for business. So moving on to the survey I conducted. So given the time I had to conduct my research, I had a very, very small sample size, which was um, baseball players within my high school, St. John's Preparatory School, and, you know, players who've made the big leagues before or simply going through, you know, either college or the minor leagues for other baseball teams. So the first question I asked them in my survey, and this was 100% anonymous, was on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not at all and 10 being all the time, how mentally pressured are you to perform well on the field because the media is watching you? And the average I got from all the responses was a 7.5, which is very high, higher than I anticipated. I thought it'd be a little lower, but nonetheless, it's it's pretty high regardless. Some players went into depth about, you know, why they chose the answer they got. Like I said, 100% anonymous. Some of them said, you know, social media does affect their mental health and they try to avoid it. Others say, you know, the media presence and social media actually motivates them to perform at a high level, helps them get better. And so, I mean, that that was actually one of the most unique responses I got from all of this. The next question I asked them was, on a scale of 1 to 10, same thing, 1 being none at all, 10 being all the time. How often do you pay attention to media coverage focused on you? And the average I got from that was a 7. So like I found in my research with journalists, yeah, a lot of these a lot of these players are finding the pieces, finding the work, finding all the mentions of them in the news, in the media some way and it, it'll continue to be the case especially with media today. The third and final question I asked them was on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being never, 10 being always. How often do you witness teammates or other players express this, some sort of concern about the media affecting their mental health and shockingly it was not as high as I originally thought because as I was reading it um, all the other responses it was seven and a half and seven like I previously mentioned this average was actually a three and you know a lot of the re- responses I got were you know no one really talked about it it was you know something personal something they kept to themselves so it's really interesting because I I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought players were just going to talk to, you know, someone, uh, some other teammate about, oh, the media said this about me, blah, 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 blah. But it seems to me minimal and, you know, players just keep it to themselves. So that's an interesting point of view. And to wrap things up here, you know, what are the, you know, quote unquote solutions or main takeaways from this? And I would take it more from the point of view of main takeaways because, you know, solution would be, you know, all this world's a happy world and no one would be negatively impacted mentally, mentally and, you know, the end. That simply, unfortunately, won't happen. So I view this more as the takeaways from this. So with that said, what are the main takeaways? So I think the big one for me 
is you know to the people who create headlines whether that's the boss some sort of director some and or the actual journalist you know reconsider all the possible outcomes and you know as much as it's tempting to create clickbait you know try to stay away from it because you know at the end of the day if you're impacting athletes mental health and as a result their mental health will be impacted and that might cause them to perform at a lower level on the field. Another thing is to read everything carefully because people could interpret something you say in a different way than you actually mean it. Another main takeaway is that for the journalists, the players see everything you write and say. No matter how secret it could be, they'll find a way to get it. I promise you it's happened to a lot of people I've talked to. Some main takeaways for the players themselves. Um, I think the first one is simply that you know uh, the media is truly not out to get you. Journalists certainly, well, unless it's personal, they don't have any beef with you just because you're not performing well you're, or you're not doing well. They're simply there to just observe what happens and write about it. So they're not tr- they're not out to get you. And yeah, and another main takeaway probably be you know read the actual article itself and not just the headline there's much more than just the headline to articles that journalists write or podcasts that people do so yeah thank you to everyone who helped me along the way thank you to the journalists who helped me along the way uh chris Catillo, mass live chris smith on mass live uh, June Lee of ESPN, uh, Ian Brown of MLB.com, Jared Carabas of DraftKings, Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe, and thank you to the professional baseball players who you know completed my survey, and thank you to my teachers who helped me along the way, and yeah, thank you for listening to this podcast.